Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church, a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod here in Spencer, Iowa, coming to you with our first midweek Advent service podcast. Now, this will be a Vesper service, and the midweek Advent series we're doing this year is the Songs of Advent. So tonight we start with the Magnificat, then we do the Benedictus next week, followed by the Nuc Dimittis, and we conclude with the Gloria on Christmas Eve. We'll begin our service now here with the hymn, The Angel Gabriel from Heaven Came. thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. 
I will worship toward thy holy temple, and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy names. In the day when I cried, thou answered me, and strengthest me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. The Old Testament lesson for this first Wednesday of the Midweek Advent series is written in the second chapter of the first book of the prophet Samuel, beginning at the first verse. Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord, mine horn is exalted in the Lord, my mouth is enlarged over mine enemies, because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more exceeding proudly, let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled are girded with strength. They that were full have hired out themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased. So that the barren hath borne seven, and she that hath many, that hath many children, is waxed feeble. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave, and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor, and maketh rich. He bringeth low, and lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill, to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. The epistle is written in the tenth chapter of Hebrews, beginning at the fifth verse. Brothers, Therefore, when Christ comes into the world, he says, You didn't desire sacrifice and offering, 
but you prepared a body for me. You had no pleasure in whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin. Then I said, Behold, I have come, as it is written in the scroll of the book, to do your will, O God. Previously saying, sacrifices and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you didn't desire, neither had pleasure in them, those which are offered according to the law. Then he has said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second, by which we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Alleluia. Make his paths straight. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the fifth chapter. Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him, from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats, and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath set empty away. He hath helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Look down, O Lord, from thine holy place, and take thou thought of us, O my God, Incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes, and behold our desolation. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, that thou leadest Joseph like a flock. Open thine eyes, and behold our desolation. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. Open thine eyes, and behold our desolation. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tonight, we start our midweek Advent services in the songs, or maybe we should say the hymns of Advent. Over the next few weeks, leading into Christmas Eve, we'll we'll hear these hymns, the Magnificat, the Benedictus, the Nuctimittis, and the Gloria in Excelsis. These hymns, alongside the Psalms, are the most important hymns of all of Scripture, And they fulfill most of the Old Testament hymns. Just as we hear tonight, in 1 Samuel, we heard the hymn of Hannah. Hannah, who was long, barren, and destitute, who desperately wanted a child, a son, who prayed to God and whom God finally answered as she gave birth to a son, Samuel. Hannah, who prayed this hymn when she left Samuel, to abide with the Lord in his presence for the rest of his life. These words of Hannah laid and lived in the heart and soul of Mary. Mary, who was of low estate, who had the most barren of wombs, that of a virgin, who, when told by the angel she would conceive a son, a son who would be called holy, 
Mary, who upon hearing this prayed how it could be so, who, after the angel told her of the Holy Ghost that was going to come upon her, received the Lord's word as his handmaiden. Mary, upon hearing the Holy Child, is conceived in her womb. And, in our reading, upon being greeted by Elizabeth, praising the fruit of her womb, Mary goes on to fulfill Hannah's words. She brings them to completion in this song of joy in the Magnificat given to her by the Holy Ghost. And you know what else? Mary doesn't sing this Magnificat alone. We, the church, sing the Magnificat with her. And so beloved is this hymn of Mary that the church sings the Magnificat every Vesper service all year round, and then again every Advent. And we sing with her this Magnificat for three reasons, which we'll hear. Mary's hymn begins with her singing, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. We sing this with Mary, because as she said, as she prophesied, we call her blessed. And why do we do that? Do we call her blessed because of her low estate, her great humility? Well, no, because Well, not many in the world aspire to low estates in life or great humility like this. Do we bless her because of her great eagerness to be God's handmaiden or because of her incredible willingness to tell the angel, be it unto me according to your word? Well, all that is admirable, but still, no, that's not why we do it. Do we call her blessed because she has, as Gabriel said, found favor with the Lord? Well, yeah, but not because of anything she did to deserve that favor. She didn't do anything. See here what we have with Mary. At the time the angel visited her, she was most likely a young woman, maybe about 16. And since she was of low estate, we would be right to assume that her parents were of very meager means, that she grew up poor, in poverty, without much of an education. To the world, there was nothing special about this young lady, nothing at all, except that they might have noted she was betrothed to a man named Joseph. But outside of Joseph or her parents, well, who would have paid any attention to such a poor girl in such a low estate, in such a low position in life? Who was she that even a commoner would pay attention to her? They wouldn't. Let alone a prince or a king or God himself. Yet, we see in this Advent season that God did pay attention to Mary because she found favor in his sight. Consider that for a moment. What could such a young, poor, uneducated, and now engaged woman do to earn such divine favor? What could she have done for God so she would be called blessed for generations? There's nothing that she could have done within herself or her 
or her life circumstance. And you see, that's just it. God chose Mary based on nothing she did. Not her education, not her might or power, not her riches. God chose her because he is merciful. He looked down at her low estate and he had mercy on her. He regarded her. And as he looked upon his poor, hungry, needy daughter, what did our God do? He lifted her up from her low estate. It was all him. So that this young woman, whom without any of this, history would have sooner forgot with all the other poor, poor young ladies whose names will be never mentioned again over the years of history. But this young woman, Mary, is not only remembered for generations, but called blessed by them. Such is the great mercy of our God to his handmaiden. So that with this undeserved grace, Mary magnifies his name. She exalts God. And why? Because to her, he has done great things. And the great things is this. In her virgin womb, where there was no life, is conceived the promised seed of Abraham. Blessed is her womb who will give birth to the Prince of Peace. Blessed are her breasts who will nurse the Son of God. We sing the Magnificat with Mary because we call her blessed. And she is blessed. She's blessed because God is using her to bring about his mighty acts of salvation. And he lifts up this lowly girl to do it. That's the first reason we sing this with Mary. But Mary also continues. She says, And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath shown strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. As we sing this with Mary, we hear how mercy is not only shown to her, but also to others through the fruit of her womb, from generation to generation of those who fear him. It's not just Mary that God is showing mercy upon. God's mighty acts are not only for her, but his arm shows strength to those who fear him. Consider yourselves. Consider the world around about you. In what does the world find its hope and comfort? From what does it expect all good things? What names does our world consider holy above all the others? Doesn't the world try to find hope and comfort in the power of its own tribes? Of course it does, which is why we are in a never-ending election season. Doesn't the world expect all good things to come from money and science? Of course it does, which is why the entire globe is waiting with bated breath for a vaccine to a virus it can neither stop nor contain. Which is why the world considers many names to be holy, such as Fauci, CDC, WHO, and so forth. 
Have you yourselves not also tried to find hope, comfort, and trust in such wisdom, might, and riches of the world? Of course you have. We have all tried to build our bank account and retirement accounts up as much as possible so that we can trust the money therein will keep us warm and fed and a roof over our heads. And we do it many times to keep money to the point of excess for ourselves, more than we need. Even if it means that we let the neighbor shiver or starve without a second thought, so long as we have our excess. We don't think about how we could help the neighbor right now. We have all tried to make ourselves as wise as possible through school, college, grad school, experience, the school of hard knocks. And we count on our wisdom to keep us secure, to solve our problems, maybe even to solve the world's problems too. You know, if only everyone would just listen to me. We have all tried to make ourselves as strong as possible, maybe physically for brute strength, maybe professionally for job security, maybe in reputation so that everyone has to respect us. And we make ourselves as strong as possible so that everyone must hold us in high regard, so that everyone must revere us. Because we think if they have to revere us, then maybe we're strong enough in and of ourselves to do anything and everything, maybe even save ourselves. But tell me, how would the world handle it if a vaccine were successful but then it only saw another novel virus cause another pandemic. How would you yourself handle it if your bank account dwindled, your retirement was drained or cheated, if all your wisdom couldn't keep your life from falling apart and your strength was nothing compared to the weight of the world or the pressures it puts upon you? When you see that all the wisdom, power, and riches in this world amount to nothing, what would you do? Perhaps you would then see what the world is always blind to, that you are in just as low a state in life as Mary was. For many, including me and you, such a low estate in life terrifies us. It makes our flesh tremble. And when your flesh does shake in your low estate, well, you can look here to Mary. Or perhaps more to the point, you can look at how the Lord looked upon Mary. For the way the Lord looked upon Mary in her low estate is how he looks at you in your low estate. Not that you or me will parent the Christ child. That honor was given to Mary. But it means that he will look upon us with his mercy and will show grace in the might of his right arm, his son, which is exactly what Mary is singing about here. The Lord, with his right arm, will show strength by exalting the low and filling the hungry. That is, by exalting, bringing us up, 
who are in such low, destitute spiritual estates. He will feed you, make you full of rich food, while bringing down the mighty and sending the rich away empty. This is what the Lord does. This is what's called the great reversal, which is what he brings. He scatters the proud while he helps Israel. That is, while he helps his church, the lowly, which he loves and looks upon in mercy. So then, if you find yourselves poor in wisdom or power or riches, don't be terrified. Rather, Tremble if you find yourself rich and arrogant and proud in all those things, because to such rich, arrogant fools, God has promised to scatter them, to bring them down, to send them away empty, with no hope. Rather, if you find yourself poor in these things, take heart, because the Lord looks upon your low estate as he did Mary's. And in his mercy, he acts with grace, to exalt you, to bring you up, just as he promised Abraham, just as he promised the patriarchs. So that, as Luther says, if you are poor in, spo- if you are poor in spirit, the Lord's kindness is with you. If you are not mighty but brought low, his justice is by your side to save you. If you are not rich but hungry, you have his righteousness. The Lord acted in mercy to Mary by making her the mother of God. The Lord bring Mary, you, and all of us his grace in his mercy by the fruit of her womb, who suffered and died for you on the cross, so that on the cross God was revealed to you not in wisdom, but in his kindness, not in might, but in his justice, not in riches, but in his righteousness, his righteousness, which is given to you in baptism, his righteousness, in which you walk day by day, no longer in low estate, but exalted as a son of God, his righteousness, which fills your hungry soul at this altar here at church with his body and blood. We sing the Magnificat with Mary because we, the church, are blessed also by the Christ child in her womb. That's the second reason why we sing this with her. Our passage tonight ends with this. Mary abode with Elizabeth about three months and returned to her own house. This is the third reason. We sing the Magnificat with Mary because the Christ also abides with us. Maybe not in Mary, as he did with Elizabeth back in this passage here. But he abides with us in the church, the church who is our mother. Where in the blessed church, we, along with Elizabeth, ask why, why is this granted to us as we are baptized in him? Where we ask why this is granted to us that he should, that he should come to us in the bread and wine. Why is this granted to us where in the church we see babies leap inside and outside of the womb and coo in praise at the mention and adoring of his holy name among us? In this church, we abide with him 
forever. Yes, as Elizabeth says, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Indeed, blessed is Mary, and by the fruit of her womb, blessed are we all who in the church abide with him forever. And for this and all these reasons, just as Hannah sang her hymn as she left Samuel to abide in the Lord's presence forever, we sang the Magnificat with Mary as we also abide in his presence forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. We pray the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, 
or anything that belongs to your neighbor. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We are bold to pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, and greatly to be praised and glorified forever. Bless we the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We praise and magnify him forever. Blessed art thou, O Lord, in the firmament of heaven, and greatly to be praised and glorified and highly exalted forever. The Almighty and merciful Lord bless and preserve us. Amen. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this night to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Almighty God, you chose the Virgin Mary to be the mother of your Son, and made known through her your gracious regard for the poor and lowly and despised. Grant that we may receive your word in humility and faith, and so be made one with Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who is worthy to be held in reverence by all the children of men, we give you most humble and hearty thanks for the innumerable blessings, both temporal and spiritual, which, without any merit or worthiness on our part, you have bestowed on us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you especially that you have preserved unto us in their purity your saving word and the sacred sacraments of your house. And we beseech you, O Lord, to preserve and extend your kingdom of grace and to grant unto your holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and faithful pastors who shall preach your word with power and help all who hear rightly to understand and truly believe it. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and open the door of faith unto all who do not know you. In mercy, remember the enemies of your church, and grant unto them repentance unto life. 
Be the protector and defender of your people in all time of tribulation and danger. And may we, in communion with your church and in brotherly unity with all our fellow Christians, fight the good fight of faith and in the end receive the salvation of our souls. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bestow your grace upon all nations of the earth. Especially do we entreat you to bless our land and all its inhabitants, and all who are in authority. Cause your glory to dwell among us, and let mercy and truth, righteousness and peace everywhere prevail. To this end we commend to your care all our schools, and pray you to make them nurseries of useful knowledge and Christian virtues, that they may bring forth the wholesome fruits of life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially this evening do we pray for all those that we name in our hearts at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Graciously defend us from all calamity by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine, and from every other evil. Protect and prosper everyone in their rightful callings, and cause all useful arts to flourish among us. Be the God and Father of the widow and the fatherless children, the helper of the sick and the needy, and the comforter of the forsaken and distressed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Accept, we implore you, our bodies and souls, our hearts and minds, our talents and powers, together with the offerings we bring before you, which is our reasonable and humble service. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work, and when our last hour shall come. Support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our God shall come. Alleluia. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast so graciously protected us this day. And we beseech thee to forgive us all our sins and the wrong which we have done, 
and by thy great mercy defend us from all the perils and dangers of this night. Into thy hands we commend, we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.